Welcome to the Become New Me podcast with John Ortberg. Passage to Wisdom, Episode 18, A Tale of Two Worlds. Hey, this is John Ortberg. This is a thrill for me. I'm visiting one of my best friends, Jimmy Mayato. A lot of you guys know him. He is the CEO of Compassion International. Nancy and I are with him and Leanne and two other really good friends, Nancy and Warren Beach, at their place in Colorado Springs. And we were just talking about uh, a topic that's very, very difficult. And I thought, gosh, it'd be really fun to talk with Jimmy about. We're looking at passages to wisdom, uh, great thoughts from great minds across the ages. One of them, a guy named Charles Dickens. So this is a one-off. Dickens, in one of his most famous books, begins, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. It was an epic of belief, it was an epic of unbelief, it was a season of light, a season of darkness, hope and despair. And the story of our world is a tale of two cities, but we don't like that. Um, we often want to make things not just simple, but simplistic. And one of the signs of maturity and a healthy mind is the ability to hold tensions together and not try to collapse people or thoughts into neat, tidy, artificial polarities. And um, Jimmy was talking about that. So Jimmy, just say a little bit about how you wrestle with that as a person, a person of faith, as a leader, how you see that playing out with people. Yeah, I mean, most people think of compassion, the ministry I work for as a ministry, and mm -hmm. I get it. I, you know, I thought, of that, I thought of it that way as well. But when I came into compassion, I realized there's really two very different realities. Mm -hmm. There's the reality of the poor, the people living in extreme poverty around the world. Yeah. And I go and I live in that reality where, um, you know, people are living like six people in one room. And you've been there with me. Yep. You've seen, you know yep. what I'm talking about. And that's a... It's just a horrible reality that is robbing people and robbing children of hope for a better day. Yeah. And, um, and then I come back home to this kind of a reality. And it, it, it's, it's almost, the word that comes to mind is soul ripping. Mm. It's like I can't, it, 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 it's hard to keep those two realities in the same heart. Desperate poverty and so much abundance. Right, yeah. exactly. And everywhere I go. Yeah. Uh, in the United States and this kind of a more developed nation reality, it's just hard to to deal with that. And then now we're dealing with, you know, there was, uh, you know, our uh, president of Haiti was assassinated. Then they deal with the earthquake. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting the news as I get updates from all around the world. Nine of our children died. And I just, you know, I'm there in my desk in this beautiful office and such opulence. And I'm crying. Nine children died. And what am I doing? How, how do I bridge that reality and this reality? And then I hear my staff, mm. their staff that are sleeping in their backyard. Mm. They're literally sleeping in their backyard because they're afraid to sleep in their house. Yeah. And they know that a, rain, uh, a storm is coming. Yeah. They're not going to be able to sleep in their backyard. They're going to have to go somewhere else or take whatever risk they feel they're taking and sleep in their house. And then, I, I, and then that's, that's one reality. And then I get another reality of what's going on in Ethiopia. Nobody's hearing about Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. It's Afghanistan. Mm -hmm. It's the earthquake in Haiti. All for good reasons. A lot of the turmoil in our country. And I'm hearing that there's, we're on the brink, and it's already started, like a conventional war, civil war happening in Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. And we don't know where 8,000 of our children are. Our staff, have, we've not communicated with some of our staff since July. Wow. Wow. And they're afraid for their lives. So it's just, you know, I was just sharing with you as I 
you know, every time we get together, we love talking about the real stuff that's going on in life. And, and there's just so many things in life that are these truths yep. and they seem at odds with each other. Mm -hmm. And yet I can't resolve it one way or another. Yeah. I can't get the well-resourced world, though the resources are there, to completely solve the poverty problem because the assets, yes. the resources are there to do that. And so the problem a lot of times is we want to resolve the tension because I don't want to have to feel tension. So if I live in a world of abundance, I just want to not look at or think about and know a that world it's of even desperate there poverty. Because it's easier for me. It's yeah. like there's this pain of knowing. Mm -hmm. And yet I know that knowing is so important. Yeah. For the work that we do, I have to know yes. what's going on in Myanmar with the coup. Yeah. I have to know what's going on in the earthquake. And yet I walk out and I go to the grocery store and there's this abundance of food yeah. and water. And, and and how do I metabolize that? And there's heart? no simple formula to make that to tension go that. away or say, I will adjust my lifestyle to this level. Right. Uh, so that I don't have to worry at right. all about, am I doing the wrong right. thing? And then there are other situations that are maybe not as extreme as yep. that, but they internally feel the same where, where when you get to know someone up front early on mm -hmm. and you think the world of them and yes. they're awesome and you see all of the splendor of their gifts and their talents and experience, mm -hmm. it's just awesome. And then as you begin to know them more, mm -hmm. you begin to find some things that are not, are not as shiny. Yeah. And, and 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 you're needing to somehow understand the reality of these two things in that same person. Jimmy is mostly talking about me, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> He's a very nice guy. Yeah, that would be no. But anyway, um, so, you know, it's like, how do you process? And that's yeah. what led to my question today is, John, how do you process in your soul the pain that comes from knowing mm -hmm. and beginning to know some things of some of someone that are not so great and yet at the same time you love them yeah and you want to love them yeah and yet um it's hard to really put all that together it is and actually one of the books that we were talking about by this guy jeffrey schwartz you're not your brain uh talks about one of the primary distorted forms of thinking is uh all or nothing thinking yeah, yeah black yeah, or white yeah. thinking yeah and we tend to be drawn to that. We yeah. tend to be drawn to that often in our faith, yeah. but we tend to be drawn to that with other people. Yeah. And so we yeah. want them to be all good and then they're a hero or else if they do something to hurt us to try to make them all bad and living with the paradox and confusion and tension and pain of, no, here are really good things in this person and here are really bad things in this person and this is all the same person. Yeah. It's very difficult yeah. for us. I remember a person was uh, wrote some poetry trying mm -hmm. to get at this. It's such a powerful um, uh, piece of writing, and and was talking about someone that had hurt someone that was close to them. Yeah. And this someone does a lot of really good things. Yeah. And and so like this started talking about all the accolades of what this person had done mm -hmm. or was doing, and then say, oh, and they hurt. Yeah. this person close to them yeah and then more accolades about that person oh and that person hurt and also did you know bad things so they're just going back and forth back and forth and i and and, and slapping your face with both both you can't make the good things go away no and yet none of that Cannot minimizes the bad yep yeah absolutely yeah and even when i when i talk to staff we live because of the world we live in of, of serving the extreme poor 
um, what happens a lot of times is even if we make a minor alteration to fix a pothole in our parking lot, mm -hmm. something as simple as that, yeah. I could get an email, why are we wasting money on fixing a pothole yeah. when a child is dying? Yeah. And I go, wow, I know that a child, I know that they're suffering. Mm -hmm. And I also know that we need to create a sustainable ministry that allows us to help them. Yeah. And that there's a certain amount of helping our situation, mm -hmm. uh, and, and times a whole lot more in a pothole. Right. You know. Yeah. We have to invest in a facility, or we have to invest in salary, or we have to invest in other kinds of things that help us grow and mature, so we can be a better person to those yeah. that are in need. So it makes me think for anybody who's watching this right now, where do you find yourself tempted to cave into binary thinking? And maybe it's somebody in your life. Who's hurt you? Lou Smead's another author we've been looking at. And in his book, Forgive and Forget, uh, Lou talks about how the stages of forgiving are we hurt and then we hate. Hmm. And um, hating is actually an important part of the process. Hard to believe when you grew up Southern Baptist. You can't use that word. <laughs> no, no. But, but Lou says it happens. But what happens then is when I look at you, all I see is the way that you hurt me. And then in the process of healing, the next stage I'm given what he calls magic eyes, and I see that you are more than the hurt you caused me. Yeah. Uh, but with binary thinking, I don't ever want to see that. And you think about our country right now. Oh my goodness. And uh, red, blue, yeah. um, mask, the polarization. No yeah, vaccine, no vaccine. That side is bad. And then I don't have to think of them anymore as human beings. They're just, I demonize the other. Yeah. Uh, and the church. And, you know, we, we were talking today about seeing somebody who claims to be a representative of the church and is saying terrible things. Yeah, yeah. very heavy Jesus things. Creates so much um, pain inside of us and tension. You know, I was thinking about from God's perspective. Yeah. Like, he sees it all. Yeah. I mean, he sees it all. All of yeah. the dark evil. And all the amazing purity of altruistic, yeah. sacrificial yeah. giving of life to yeah. help other people. And it just sees it all. And, and I thought, as we walk with Jesus, the hope is that we'll gain more of the character of Christ in yeah. us. Yeah. That also means we'll gain some of his eyesight. Yes. So what that means yeah. is yeah. we're going to increasingly be able to see darkness like we'd ever saw before. Well, uh, so one passage of scripture that's so interesting and quite mysterious. You don't tend to hear about this a lot. Matthew 13, the parable of the weeds uh, where man comes and sows weeds among the wheat. And then the owner's servants come and say, uh, hey, there's weeds and wheat all together. Do you want us to go and pull them up? Mm -hmm. You know, there's bad people and there's good people. There's bad ideas and there's good ideas. There's bad movements and good movements. There's bad organizations. I will take it on myself to be the separator. Come out and be separate. And the owner's response is, nope, because while you're pulling the good weeds, I mean, while you're pulling the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let them both grow together until the harvest. At that time, I will tell the harvest. In other words, there's going to be good and bad together, and they are too mixed up. They are inside of me and inside of us. As Solzhenitsyn said, the line between good and evil runs inside every human heart. 
And the problem we all have is we're constantly thinking that it runs in between people instead of yeah, inside people. That's so true. In yeah. between movements, yeah. in between religions, where the good ones are. And so the invitation today is to rest in the confidence that God knows that God will be able to judge and that God will be at work to do that in the way that he needs to. And then I think also that, I mean, I talked about as we take on the character of Christ, we can see levels of darkness we've never seen before because Jesus sees it all. Yeah. But then the other side is really beautiful too. Yeah. We get to see a level of grace and a level of beauty and a level of love we've never known either. That's right. And we get to see that in others. overcomes the... And we get to see the darkness in ourselves. Absolutely. And I think when you think about non-binary thinking, uh, Apostle Paul, who was able to talk about his apostleship, that he was called by God in uncompromising ways, also is very interesting, says, uh, talks about sinners of whom I am the chief. And he doesn't say of whom I was. That's right. He deliberately makes it present tense. (laughs) And so if that's true for him, probably for me, probably for us. So today the invitation is instead of that binary, all or nothing, black, white, good, bad, neat, tidy, to live with the complexity until the one who is able to judge will one day come and sort it all out. So let's work on that. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Jerry. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Receive alerts for new episodes by texting the word become to the number 56525 or invite a friend by sharing the link becomenew.me.